Now, there's no shortage of technology topics in financial services, but we're not looking for to become an echo chamber for the industry. Uh, we're looking to get more in-depth with a few topics in an attempt to cut out all the noise around payments innovation. And we need your help. Welcome in, everybody. You're listening to Wrestling Payments, a podcast where we help payment professionals contend with the challenges of modernizing their payments operations and identifying ways to build for the future. If you're interested in payments innovation and modernization, you're in the right place. Now, let's get into it. Hello, and welcome to the last episode of season one. In this episode, we're going to do a little crowdsourcing of our content for, for 2024. So I'm going to ask for your help. Now, if you were listening earlier, I used the word crowdsource. What we're going to do is go through a few topics, discuss the pros and cons of that particular topic, and direct you to vote on the inclusion or exclusion of our focus for 2024. If you vote, you'll be recognized in a future episode. Just leave your name and we'll, we'll recognize you in a future episode. If you'd like the recognition, vote. If you don't like the recognition, vote and leave the namespace blank. If you'd rather help direct our efforts to 2024 in another way, you can provide us additional topics in the bottom of the survey. To vote, go to www.wrestlingpayments.com and the voting process should be clear when you get there. Okay, so now we're going to go through a few topics, some interesting topics, I think. Unfortunately, I'm interested in all of them, so we do need your help in really focusing in, please. If you leave it to the crowd, I think it goes without saying that faster payments is certainly part of the discussion. But what's our angle, right? Faster payments, really big topic. There are a set of choices where you get to decide but let us review a couple of those points, right? So in 2023, we launched FedNow. Well, we didn't launch FedNow, but FedNow was launched. It quickly jumped to 300 participants, which is pretty impressive growth, but that's really just some talking points, right? That's, you could go to the Fed, FedNow website and they'd say, we have 300 participants. Great. Um, what does that mean? What does FedNow or RTP mean to your payment strategy? Where should we be focusing? Should we be focusing on, and here's, here's a list coming, right? Onboarding, use cases, policies and procedures, risk management and compliance, or ISO 2022 and technology. Any one of those. Or do we take a macro look at faster payments in general, right? If we're, if we look not only around the US, but around the globe with numerous success stories or failures, with all the various ways payments are facilitated. The U.S. has a certain, let's say, appetite we've approached faster payments with. We are not alone. There are other geographies that have picked ISO 20022 as the way they implement. There are some that haven't. So should we be focusing really on the micro level within the U.S. on nuts and bolts? How do we get it done? What's the best things to put in our policy, include in our policies? What, how does, how should all that work? Or should we looking at the bigger picture? How are faster payments growing globally? Up to you. It's going to be on the survey. Love to hear what you have to say. 
Now, the next category, I have a bunch of different bullets, and these are in no particular order, of course, and under the category of general technology. So, like no other year, the letter A and I have become used in everything from chat GPT to AI and learning. Now, as you know, there's so many innovations. It is not sometimes new, but it is, it's hit a tipping point, meaning AI has been around for a really long time, a long time. You know, whether it's image recognition or voice recognition, it's been around for a long time. Just this year, we've seen almost like, and I'm not a professional at this survey stuff, but the world has embraced AI for everything. And, you know, it comes with its own pitfalls, comes with its own advantages. But our point is, should we look at AI and is it either in its tipping point or right about around it? For example, we've heard a lot of AI in fraud prevention, right? You can go to a session then and they almost casually drop the idea that AI can be used in fraud prevention. Are you doing that? Do you know how that's done? Are you using it the best possible way? How are other people using it? Is that something you'd want to know more about? Or you want to know about successes in that? You want to know if failures in that? With other innovations we're about to see, I find it interesting between FedNow and RTP, we've added new payment systems in the US. Maybe I have an odd way of looking at it, but the two real-time payment channels exponentially change payment options. It literally isn't a new choice in my mind. It adds to the available options. And I'm not sure someone who knows math could say, but by expanding the denominator of possible choices, it's added X many possible choices to all the choices. It's not simply one new choice or two new choices. And, you know, off script for a second here, thinking about it over the weekend, you know, it's been a holiday weekend and had to send money and get money. And and one of those ways of getting money and sending money was Venmo. Now, my daughter sent me Venmo reimbursement for something, which she's very surprised I took, but I did take. Had a, had a teacher a lesson. So I took the reimbursement for that. I have $15 sitting in my Venmo account. How does that count as choices, right? It now have a different balance at a different I almost said institution, but it's, it, is it an institution? It's a place. It's a wallet. So now there's $15 in a wallet, but if I want to move money, I can move more money. If I want to do it faster, I can pick RTP or, or FedNow. If I can't get all the way to someplace with the FedNow payment, maybe it's FedNow and same day ACH. There's exponentially, in my opinion, more choices than simply now there's a new rail. And when you add to the fact that we keep hearing different, I want to say, on-ramps, if you will, between QR codes, fingerprint, retina payments, just kidding, I, I don't really know about retina payments, but QR codes, uh, people keep dropping that one in conversations all the time. What does it mean to payment choices? What does it mean to your strategy around payment choices? And what do you need to know more about? Again, that's what this survey is for. And rounding out our general technology topic, let's think about what's going to develop around topics like. And again, this is, this is where I want to get away from the noise. So be, I'm going to suggest you take, make three choices when you do your survey, but 
you know, you know the topics you keep hearing about and uh, are being pushed. We will be knowledgeable about them. If you ask us a question, we will um, have knowledge, sometimes expert knowledge, sometimes general knowledge. But is this something we f- should focus on? Open banking, embedded financing, and here's the killer one, which I, I'm not sure folks know where to go. And some people know exactly where they want to go, but it's really not on the mainstream, in my opinion. Blockchain. Blockchain's been a thing for years, right? It's been on people's radar. How is it used? Is it real? Is it not real? Is it an asset? Is it a currency? Is that something we should cover? And I, I'm going to separate that with an additional should we also be thinking about central bank digital currency? And a reminder, there is no U.S. central bank digital currency. It does not exist yet, but they are talking about it. Foreign countries are talking about it. The, the World Bank is talking about it. Should we be looking at it? Or is it too soon? Too soon's fine. We should be looking at it fine really up to the survey and and certainly going to ask folks right here in the office about it as well, but would love your input. All right. The next area and really the last area is regulation. And as we look at regulation, I was going to say forward, but we don't look forward to, to regulation, but there is always regulation in the works. So let's agree it's moving, right? It's not moving forward, but it's moving. What can we say about regulation? Risk management and technology is certain something to follow. What are the regulators looking at, right? Because we know that changes from time to time. Searching for what are they examining? And again, that changes from time to time. And we'd like to know what they're focusing on so we can prepare better for them, not hide anything or not do anything tricky, but be prepared for the what the regulators are looking at. We can't get away from the topic of third parties there's still a lot to say about third parties, identifying risk assessment, managing third parties, not because they're bad guys, but because it, they're in greater and greater technologies, technologically connected world. It's essential to fully understand the relationships and the risks. For example, just recently, up to 60 different credit unions were affected by one third party having a ransomware attack. 60 credit unions were shut down at least for five days a week. And now they're still in recovery mode because of one third party. Could it have been prevented? I don't know. I don't know. But understanding what the possible risks are, being fully prepared when someone says the the, the processor is shut down because of a ransomware attack, you know what your next five steps are because you've already been through the process of risk assessing what that means to you. What about regulators, right? Um, CFBP, FTC, FinCEN. Now, I've had, again, an off topic. This one is actually in my notes, not, not off script. And it, it doesn't affect our general audience, the audience we talk to all the time, but it does affect companies. And, and it's baffling to me. I know of the financial institutions go through a process where they have to do beneficial ownership of accounts. They have to know on a certain account because FinCEN wants to know and they want to help prevent fraud and embezzlement and, and financial crimes and, and guns and, and all of that stuff. They want to know if 
there's an ownership, more than 25% in a specific company. And then they track that across all the companies they're listed as beneficial owners for. Now, up until now, the banks, you know, when, when you've changed an account or opened an account, you, if, if you've done that or you're film, familiar with it, you get a bunch of paperwork and the paper says, who owns 25% of this company? And you have to fill it out and, and either there's someone that owns it or, or like Nietzsche, the New England ACH Association. We're an association. No one owns 25% of us. The members own us all. No one owns, you know, no one member owns 25%. So it's not an issue. But what's happened as part of a law passed two years ago and, and it was part of a, an amendment to another law, the Corporate Transparency Act has been signed in. That's putting the beneficial ownership requirement down to the company level. Each company will have to register their beneficial ownership with FinCEN. How that is, don't know. It, will it be required in 2024? Yes, it will. Might that be the end of 2024? Yes, it may. May it be that if you're a new company within 2024, you're going to have to register? You're going to have to register. Ultimately, actually, I'm not going to get into the details here, but there's a lot of requirements for, and, and I imagine small businesses around the country, it's just another regulation that they're going to have to find out about and they're going to have to register themselves. And as you can imagine, if you're in the financial world, it's not, it's, you know, it's not a simple process in my humble opinion. Anyway, has nothing to do with us, but I'm, I, I just raised that as you may get questions from your corporate account holders asking who's FinCEN and why do they want this information? Uh, because they're going to want a copy of a license or a passport or something. Very scary, very interesting. As of the, the recording of this episode, the process has not been defined yet. So we don't know where the database is or how it's going to be recorded. But I, I do find it interesting and I do find it odd that I think banks are going to be asked what should they, what the company should do about it. And I think institutions may want to be careful of what they tell them and direct them to the FinCEN, Fen, the FinCEN website just because who knows what liabilities could be created. I, I think it's crazy in my personal non-company, non-spokesperson perspective. I think it's crazy to have millions and millions of companies register with FinCEN themselves. Uh, that's not here they're there. It's a really uh, off the beaten trail story. Let's get back to our survey and our crowdsourcing of our topics for 2024. And just in my notes, it says, so, so enough of the pontification. Let's get to voting. I would love again to limit you to three choices. I won't enforce that, but, uh, if everyone chooses everything, it's not going to cut down any, any noise. What I have as the list, and you'll again go to www.wrestlingpayments.com to vote. And my first three topics are in faster payments. So faster payments, operational considerations, faster payments, strategic considerations, faster payments, global perspective. The next choice is that AI choice, and I only give you one, and that's AI and fraud. I have two payment modernization topics. One is payment modern modernization, payment choices. How do you choose? How do you 
provide a choice on what payment mechanism a payment flows over. And then the other end of the spectrum for us, payment modernization, open banking, embedded banking, and crypto. And my final three topics are on regulation, right? So regulation, third parties, regulation, regulator priorities, and regulation, the shifting frameworks. How are things changing in this new world? There will be ample opportunity for entering your own choices. So you don't even have to choose any of these topics. I, I really encourage you to participate. Put your name down. You'll be mentioned in an episode. Um, if not, uh, just, just put down your choices. We're happy to take them. And thank you very much for listening. On behalf of Nietzsche, your trusted resource in payments, and our guests, I'd like to thank everyone for tuning into the podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode and want to hear more about payments innovation and modernization, you can find the Wrestling Payments Podcast on the podcast page of Nietzsche.org or wherever you subscribe to podcasts. Just search for Wrestling Payments in your podcast app. Thanks for listening.